Hi, I'm Rajesh Vora, um, director of Sorova Hotels, and I'm today's guest on Tech Talk Travel. Everybody, welcome to another episode of TechTalk.travel. Today I've got a great guest with me, Rajesh from Sarova Hotels. Rajesh, thank you for joining us. It's great to have you here. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's good to be here. Great, great. So, Rajesh, let's get started. You've um, had an esteemed career of 25 years, over 25 years in the industry. Um, I'm sure over that time you've um, gathered some wonderful memories during your experience. And you've also been challenged, perhaps, as well, um, over those years. I'd like maybe just to start with you giving us what some of your fondest memories of the industry are, and then, alternatively, where you've been challenged the most in this space. Yeah. Um, so, I started my career back in 1990. Um, it was a deeply inauspicious time to start any hotel career. Um, we just had... Uh, the collapse of virtually everything that we loved and knew well. Um, we were in the teeth of a recession. Um, interest rates in the UK had gone sky high. Everybody was overgeared. It was a, a, a difficult time. Um, I feel kind of blessed to come into that time because yeah. uh, it teaches you, as a young man, an awful lot of lessons that I've gone on all the way through my career. Mm. Um, highlights. Um, to be honest, what I love most about this business is the people. Mm -hmm. um, I have many lifelong friends uh, that I have developed. I go on holiday with them. Um, this is World Travel Market Week this week in yeah. London. I've been out most every evening uh, till way too late enjoying that. Um, uh, we have uh, employees that have been with us for 30, 40 years um, and, and many, many of them. Uh, we recently had a lunch and between the 10 people, the combined um, uh, amount of years in the company was over 280 years over the 10 people. Wow, yeah. so, um, so you develop a lot of great relationships. Um, what I don't like um, about the business is that um, it's very um, insecure mm -hmm. in as much as every single day you have to rent all those rooms Again, mm -hmm. it's not like an office block or a, uh, a house or whatever it is. You build it and then you rent it once or twice in a year. Here we rent it three, six, five days of a year, um, and means you're very subject to the vagaries of the economy, of terrorism, of whatever. And that's probably the, the most difficult part of my job and the the thing that I find most frustrating. Yeah, yeah. You, you touched just on a little bit on the challenges there with, with terrorism being one of them, and that's very much a, mo a modern day problem that we're facing mm, overall. Not well, really. actually, no, not really. No, no, not you, in you, London. So we've had um, uh, problems with terrorism with the IRA from from, from long time back. Um, one of our hotels had an IRA bomb in it back in the day. We They discovered it underneath a, uh, um, a nightstand in, in one of the hotel rooms from a tip off. It was the one after the Grand Hotel bomb, which, which which took out half the Tory party, ours was the next bomb. There's uh, a challenge right there. Yeah, <laughs> we've had bombs up in Harrods and, and uh, around the corner from from the hotel. You know, I mean, we've seen my, my, so. Yeah, it's been a it's been a function of my career right through. It's a thread that it, the the nature of it's changed, but the fact of it. Hasn't. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's a good 
point. I didn't think of that when I mentioned that. It's a very good point. You, know, you, you tend to forget, don't you, when you're sort of so faced with modern issues that yeah. you do forget that those things have actually been entrenched in history, actually. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's been a challenge for hotels over time. It's a very good point. Okay, so let's talk about more modern things now with your experience in, in, in this space. Um, the distribution landscape over the 25 years, I'm sure you've seen a change as well. Um, you've probably been influenced by a lot of those changes. Um, more recently, the, the larger OTAs have taken a lot of the real estate there, they've got a lot of the, that space. Um, what do you think hotels need to do in future to try to, to claim that back and how, how can they be more um, involved there? I, th I think this discussion is fascinating. Um, when I first came in, as I said, I was in the teeth of a recession and uh, my task that was given by the, by the company was really about revenue generation. And that was that was the, the whole focus, you know, get out there, sell bedrooms, get get some money into the coffers, you know, we need to pay salaries. Kind of yeah, yeah. Um, and so I've always been on the sort of demand side of the business. Mm. And really for me the OTA problem, I'll put that in inverted commas, is no different to the FIT operator problem, inverted commas, that we had back in the 1990s. It really isn't very different. Um, in fact, many of the OTAs have their genus in, 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 in that FIT market, right? That's where they came from, historically. Um, so I think, you know, it's a modern phenomenon, but it's an age-old situation. I think our industry has always had intermediaries. The nature of the, the way customers want to buy mean that intermediaries are, are a function of, of what we have to do. Um, and they will just change, and whether they are High street travel agencies, they are weekend break tour operators, they are FIT operators, DMCs, or today OTAs. Uh, honestly, it's, it's, it's the same issue, it's the same choose your partners carefully, have control of your pricing, um, have control over your inventory, uh, and the, the same principles really haven't, I mean, the principles haven't really changed. Um, I think, the, and you know, um, you know, once upon a time, everybody used to talk about, oh well, you know, in London certainly it was it was Gulliver's were the were the big bad guys in the block, and they would, you know, you'd go to any estate, you know, any travel agent in Hong Kong, and they'd have a Gulliver's you know brochure on their desk, yeah. and how the hell are we going to talk to these people directly because Gulliver's always going to be in there, yeah. and today they have a, a Booking.com link on their yeah. desk instead. It's it's really not very different. Right, right, okay, good point. Um, regarding technology and hotels as a whole, uh, again, historically, hotels in the last, I'd say, 30 years have um, some been very reluctant to ad adopting change and, and, and new technologies, very kind of rigid in, in the way things have always historically been done and maybe not very open to new options. Very reactionary. Yeah, extremely. Yeah. How would you... Um, well, where would you see the challenges for hotels with technologies overall? Like, what is it that challenges you as a hotelier, not just from a distribution perspective, but just from any type of technology that has a footprint in your in your establishment? So our problem, I think the, for, well, as I, listen, I guess we should talk about it in two different ways. There's the guest experience technology in, in when you're in-house and the distribution technology. Mm. What about the guest experience technology? The biggest problem tends to be about the building of infrastructure. Mm. Um, you know, today, Realistically, I need three Cat6 cables in every bedroom in order to provide a rounded, uh, you know, uh, in-house guest experience. Can I afford to re-cable the whole hotel? 
with three lines of Cat6 cable? And no, I can't, absolutely not. So, you know, that's so that in itself stymies what you can do. And then you talk about, well, then maybe you can do it across wireless, but then wireless channels are not big enough. There's, you know, 5G doesn't go through enough walls. And, and so it goes on and on and on and on. So, you know, um, I think, you know, it's, it's sort of uh, the biggest challenge I think we have is that we have rigid buildings which are not easy to upgrade. Um, they're very expensive and you feel like as soon as you've done it, it's out of date already. And I think that's the biggest problem from a guest experience. And the target's moving. Um, you know, I remember um, we used to make a fortune from selling um, uh, movies in-house. We can talk about the kind of movies, that's a different conversation, but movies in-house is a huge revenue stream. We used to make a huge amount of revenue from telephones. You know, the infrastructure they have to build for telephones is exactly as it was then, if not more expensive. And there's no revenue. The television infrastructure is exactly the same as it was then. Actually, it's more. Again, there's now zero revenue. Um, so the target's moving, uh, and it makes it, you know, so, so that's where the, the in-house experience thing is, is very challenging for hotels. And that's why new builds do disproportionately well. They're fresh, they're clean, they're funky, they're yeah. cool, yeah. and they have all the bells and whistles yeah. because they've built it here. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, in a decade's time, they will be playing catch-up like exactly. everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from a distribution point of view, uh, it's, uh, it's fascinating. I mean, I was, I was looking today, we were creating an in-house marketing deck for uh, some in-house training. And um, we were looking at, in 15 years ago, virtually every single thing that we know about distribution did not even exist. Forget we didn't know how to deal with it. It didn't exist. These people didn't, these companies didn't exist. Whether it's, you know, Facebook, whether it's you know, um, uh, Airbnb, whether it, I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. But we looked at a whole load of brand names that we all recognize today just by logo. And 15 years ago, they didn't exist. And that's you know incredible to me. Well, I didn't. It didn't really strike me until we did that exercise today, and I thought, my goodness, you know, that's a that's a, a very you know, very revealing fact. Just touching back on the technology for the guest facing piece, I would imagine in a property like this, it would be very difficult to cable and to put in oh. the infrastructure that you need. So the challenges you face are there. Do you see that? Do you feel that you get enough support from your technology providers and are they being intuitive enough and, and for and bringing solutions to you so that they, that they try to make your life a little bit easier or are you finding that you always have to go to them and say, guys, I need the best of this, this and this rather than them proactively come to you? I think they're proactive about providing services. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. They've got something to sell, they create. Uh, you know, uh, in, you know, in-room environment piece, or something to automate. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, ordering of room service, something, whatever the, 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 the proposition might be. There's plenty of proactivity from from vendors. Mm -hmm. um, I think the problem is that, you know, again, it's the communications piece that it's they're really the most difficult for us to get over. Um, I haven't found anybody with a good solution, be it wired or wireless. Um, I'm not sure that today's technologies are ready. Um, you know, I say a building like this, which you know, this building was built in 1906. Right. The walls are this thick. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, you try getting yeah. something either running cable or yeah. wireless connectivity across the wall, that thing. Yeah, it's a challenge. Isn't it's it? very, very challenging. Um, and so, you know, I, 
I'm sure the technology will be there, but it isn't there today. I don't think it's a fault of the vendors. I think it's just the pace of technology isn't ready. Right. Okay. Good. Good. Okay, so talking more about um, the future of technology and especially around the perhaps the distribution piece, I'd, li I'd like to get your thoughts on, on blockchain and how you think um, this could potentially impact our industry as a whole. Um, do you see it potentially as something that could be a, a new GDS? Could it be something that could be used for future distribution and direct transaction types? And after the, the second question to that would be, um, do you think the global chains in the in the industry would be looking to in major majorly invest in this technology, and does that put a risk of the long tail and the independence of potentially missing out on that? Nice detailed complex question. Thank yeah. you for that. Um, so the potential for blockchain, I think, is enormous. I would go almost to say it's virtually infinite. Um, anything which has a transactional piece to it, blockchain seems to lay itself very well. I think we are yet at a point where it has any real traction. Um, from what I understand, I'm not an expert in this space, from what I understand, the, the processing power required to maintain the distributed ledgers and to keep them you know, accurate and, and robust and, and trusted and all the rest of it, um, is taking so much, even simple Bitcoin transactions are now taking, you know, hours to complete rather than seconds to complete. Um, and this is a tried and tested structure, formula, infrastructure, ecosystem, and it's taking that sort of time. Yeah. You know, in a, in a nascent infrastructure like, you know, making it part of a guest PNR, I think, you know, we have a long way to go. I don't think, I don't think the processing power is really ready yet, apart from the, I think the other thing is, it's, hard to think about it. It's, it's difficult to conceptualize, it's difficult to, to, to envisage. Um, we talk about it quite a lot, and, but we find it, you know, it's, it's difficult to, to know what's going to happen because it's, you know, you're getting your head around it, even getting your head around Bitcoin, thank you, it's quite complicated, or any of the cryptocurrency, you know, is, is actually quite hard. Um, and they are relatively, you know, boxed off today. But how it might be used in the future, so I understand that it's good for transactions. I understand that a distributed ledger means that everybody knows there's perfect knowledge, there's high degree of trustworthiness in the system, all that stuff I understand. How that's going to play out, people smarter than me are working on that. I'm not yeah. right enough to know yeah. how it's going yeah. to go. Yeah. But, um, but clearly I think it's, 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 it's going to be important. Um, the, as I say, the, I think the, you know, the biggest stumbling block today is going to be processing power. Yeah. And my sense is that processing power is not getting better at the same rate of change that it used to be. That that more law is maybe not as, as, as resilient today as it once was. And so that actually, you know, the, the, the speed at which they're increasing is now and so you know how long is it take to get before that that person power is ready for, for you know what's frankly one of the largest businesses on the planet yeah you know cryptocurrencies are still relatively yes irre irrelevant and they take time yeah you know when you're one of the largest industries on the planet means it man i don't know whether we're ready for that no exactly and i still think i mean i, I even though Bitcoin, for example, is being adopted now, specifically also very heavily in Northern Europe, in Scandinavia, it's being used quite a lot in retail and cafes and, and outlets. 
I still think that the major banks are going to have a say about how that is going to really play in, in the industry. Not, not just our industry, but all retail industry, all, all trade industries, if you like. And who wants the exchange risk? Yeah. I mean, we shy away from exchange risk on currencies that we understand. Yeah. Dollars and euros, and we're yeah. trying to mitigate yeah. that risk you know, all the time. Yes. You know, Bitcoin is, what, $7,500 a Bitcoin yes, right, at the moment? Yes, right. You know, it was 1000 within, you know, recent history. That sort of exchange risk, I don't think, yeah. I don't think any sensible corporation should be adopting it. No, no. Right? So they're going to need to move that inf that Bitcoin back into into the currency of, of, the, of, of the location very quickly. Uh, <coughs> it would be mm. foolhardy, I think, not to do that yeah. and not to hedge it. Mm. In terms of your question about the um, the long tail missing out, um, that's something that people like me in the independent sector have always lived with. <coughs> it's a risk that we have to accepted. Um, I'm sure there are many opportunities that pass us by because we're in that long tail, we're the, the independents. We try and differentiate ourselves to, 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 to get ahead, but it's, but it's hard work. Um, I know Accor have put a fortune on Bitcoin, and I'm sure all of the chains are, and I'm sure all the OTAs are too. Mm. <coughs> Expedia particularly, I think, again, got a very aggressive. Uh, you know, uh, blockchain strategy. Um, how that shakes out for us, I, I don't know. Probably, I would still be here <laughs> talking about it. I just don't know. But um, yeah, it could be. It's, it's definitely a threat, and we'll have to keep a, a watching brief. Which is why we talk about these things a lot. Yeah, yeah. Keep it, and keep I think it's rest. important we do talk about these things, especially when we can see it's coming. Uh, there's like I was talking with colleagues today at WTM, as you mentioned, it's on. It's like you talk about. A, blockchain and Bitcoin, some people are very skeptical and say, no, it won't work, it won't work, it won't work. But I think also a lot of people don't really understand. No, I think it's difficult. Yeah, it is really difficult to get your head around. Um, but I also think that it's worth, it's, it's worth the investment for individuals and I think especially the younger generation to really try to understand that, especially the younger hotelier coming yeah. through. I think it's well, very, my son's very a computer science undergraduate and yeah. We can, he can talk about blockchain for hours. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure he could probably substantiate the reasons yes. why yes. even hotels need to consider this. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and I think, I think, I think the, as I say, we know that anything which has a transactional model yeah. you know, lends itself to, to, to that technology. So it, it must come at some point. It just one that yeah. something might be. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, the reason for the question really is because I'd like to try to in the future see that the, the independent scene or the, the long tail of the industry really does try to make sure that they're present there yeah. and that they're at the forefront of that, that shift and that change. And I think yeah. that's a real challenge for them as well yeah, because they don't have the, the resources or the budget to, to ensure that they can be. And perhaps there's something generally the industry needs to consider so that it's not just a certain segment that benefits from it. I mean, we're talking about, you know, I think we know how reactionary hoteliers have been to technologies anyway. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them are not particularly, find, don't find technology easy, yeah. they don't find those sort of ideas easy. So yeah, I think we're gonna, it's going to be hard work to drag us as an industry across that line. Mm -hmm. Definitely, it will be. It is a huge threat and a huge opportunity. Yeah, yeah. good, good. Okay, uh, two more questions. Just to turn my reminder off, two more questions. You were president of Hedna four years. You recently stepped down this year, just in January. Uh, yeah, January this year. Yeah. Right, yeah. 
with your time there, where did you feel during that time that you had the greatest contribution? What were some of the things that you felt when you walked away from that role that you were very happy with from your own perspective? So, um, Hedner's reason to be is to talk about distribution. Um, and as an association, it, it had traditionally been very big chain centric, very US centric. Um, so I was very much an outlier. Um, I love being an outlier. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think even to have the European voice and the independent voice in association like that made a big difference. And that people realize that, you know, that the independent has something to say, has a valid position. You know, has some credibility. So that, to me, was a big, a, a big part of why I did it. Um, I hope I managed to get that message across to mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. um, the association also had um, had some troubled times financially. Uh, by the time we finished, it had half a year's worth of income in the bank as reserves, uh, so that it had something to fall back upon. Where. That's, you know, just before I took over, it was almost a bankruptcy. My previous, um, the previous president, had sort of got it back in the brink of bankruptcy, but it was still in a pile of stuff. Um, so I think that association back on its feet and, 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 and profitable in commerce um, was important and a big achievement. Um, and I think also we managed to bring some change to the to the discussion. Mm -hmm. um, you know. Hedna has a reputation of being sort of a genius centric, you know, talk about field lengths and, you know, propeller heads discussing, you know, uh, esoteric things about bits and bytes. <laughs> and I hope we got it more into a business footing, yeah. uh, more into a commercial footing, yeah. um, talk about, you know, um, uh, distribution marketing, talk about meta search, talk about um, advertising, you know, uh, PPC, all these sort of things which are really weren't really on the agenda before, you know, we sort of managed it, I think, as a board. Yeah. It's not me, and I must be, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, so it's very much a board offer. Yeah. Uh, board needs a figurehead, that's all I was, but I mean, the board, I think, took the direction of the, of the content. Very much so. Good. And just one final question. Um, what advice would you give to a, a graduate, graduating hotel management student coming into the industry today, especially perhaps in the independence industry, they want to work in a boutique type property and maybe even start their own business? What would be your key, some key tips you could give them? I think um, what we lack as an industry is highly numerous members of the hotel community. I think that's where we are our biggest lacking. So my advice would be to get familiar with the numbers, get familiar with the balance sheet, understand how those things work, um, uh, understand you know, the sort of the commerce of it, the economics of it. Um, I think too many hotel schools, and I'm sure I'll get shot when, you, when this gets published, but too many focus too much on you know, uh, how to serve, how to sort of serve, how to you know, um, create a guest experience, and all the rest of it, which all these things are important. But I think what we really lack is those people who understand technology, who are comfortable with the numbers, who are comfortable with the numbers. 
totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And I think, I, I think you're right. No, I don't think you will get shot. I think the hotel schools need to hear this. They need to really focus on, 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 on teaching these students about the, the technology and the numbers and all of those things. It's critical. Yeah. They have to be abreast of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, very good. Rajesh, thank you so much. Oh, you're it's very welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Yeah, great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, folks, that's it for another show. Um, if you enjoyed watching this, please make sure that you subscribe and make sure that you hit the bell icon next to the subscribe button so that you get the notifications. Stay tuned for the next episode. We've got more great guests coming up and we'll see you again next time. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.